Spending power, but we still sit at a deficit. Living amongst prejudice, even at our residence. Moors in America, flourishing, excellent. Let's buy up some neighborhoods and grow my own president. Yeah. And I come to you today with all intentions of spreading love, truth. Freedom and justice. about a hot topic today we're going to be building on polygamy we have our brother Ramael Bay joining he's going to be building on this topic we're approaching it from a scientific perspective no emotions none of the rah-rah craziness we're coming at it scientifically we have to raise the bar of intellect of discussion okay and uh, once again as always, this video represents the views of the presenters and our guests based off of our own personal research and life experiences. In no way is this content endorsed by or representation of any official policies of any other organizations. This is basically how, um, what, what we have come through. 
to um, understand through our own research. First and foremost, though, we always rise here. We always give the highest praise to the most high. Father God, a lot of creator of the universe. Give honor to our divine prophet, noble through our for bringing us our divine creed and nationality. And you know what? We give honors to everything Moorish. Honors to all the faithful Moors watching right now. And to everybody, actually, we give honors to all the light bringers. Everybody watching, regardless of your ethnic background or anything like that. We give honors to you. And we also ask that you like and share this broadcast because the information that's shared here is going to be enlightening. And we need to get the message out. So that's one thing we ask that everybody clicks the like and share button. So good evening, everybody. You're listening to the True and Living Lightbringer. It's your brother, Moore's, uh, excuse me, Moore's in America. But this is your brother, Lloyd Douglas, also known as Sharif Ali. Here we uncover and bring glorious light to all issues pertinent to the Moore's American paradigm. This is what we do here on this podcast known as Moors in America. So I hope everybody's having a great evening. And once again, just like and share this video and grab somebody. That means bring some other people in here. Share this in some group chats. Help get the message out. Um, one thing about this topic, um, you know, polygamy has never really been a big deal to me personally. You know, that's just my personal view. I don't have a dog in this fight at all. You know, I, I don't care either way or the other, but that doesn't mean that it shouldn't be discussed from an intelligent point of view. But, you know, personally, I've been married um, 19 years, going on 20 now. I'm good. Wife's beautiful. Gave me all these beautiful children. So I don't really care. But, Moors have been talking about this for a long time. And um, I really like what this brother had to say. And I've seen some stuff that's been shared online that was kind of ignorant and not enlightening. So why not frame it in the proper perspective? Why not shed some light on it? Help some people out. And so that's what we're going to do here. And um, as I said, our brother Ramael L. Bay is on here with us. Everybody, make sure you go on the description for this video. Or if you're listening to the audio, go into the description and check out that brother's website. Okay? And um, you know how we do here. We're going to go ahead and bring this on, this brother on. Make sure anybody out there, though, I want to just uh, share something, something from our sponsors. Make sure you go check out realtrafficmarketing.com. They can take care of all your marketing needs. Realtrafficmarketing.com. And that's for ADEP Marketing. They do internet marketing, social media marketing, pretty much everything. Make sure you check that out, out more. And we're going to get started now, as I said before. And I'm um, looking forward to this broadcast. And on that note, make sure you click like and share.
All right. Peace, brother. How you doing? Peace, peace. I'm good. I'm good. How are you, brother? I'm doing great, brother. Uh, before we get started, just want to say real quick, shout out to brother Kobe Islam. Peace, brother. All right. And um, brother, um, yeah, man, it's a pleasure to have you on, man. If you wouldn't mind, please tell the people a little bit about you. Um, what what part of the country are you in and what what is your area um, of expertise or your, your profession? So currently um, I'm uh, in the Kansas City, Missouri territory. And um, I just relocated actually uh, back here. This is my you know original uh, place of birth. Um, I was in California territory, the Khalifa territory for over 20 something years. And okay. uh, then I made a, a brief stop in North Carolina and then, you know, came back, um, came back home. All right. uh, and, you know, I, I, as every, most people know, you know, I teach uh, world history, uh, world spiritual systems, um, uh, teach astrology um, and, you know, uh, basically do a lot of life coaching, helping people uh, remove and relieve trauma and things of this nature. Okay, sounds sounds good, man. Real good. So, um, you you have a background in astrology, all right? <laughs> good, good. Um, okay, you know, um, just to go ahead and, and jump into the topic, man. Um, yeah. Speaking about polygamy, right? It's something that we we've heard people saying for the longest, especially, I guess you could kind of say in within like Moorish circles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of Moors, you know. Um, um, are like, I guess you could say proponents of polygamy, you know, mm-hmm. people have heard different things about it. Um, you know, one of the things that jumped out to me, um, not too long ago, there was somebody on Facebook that shared a post about it. A lot of people probably seen it cause it went viral. You know, you see on there, it's got almost yeah, 7,000 shares, right? Yeah, see. So a lot of eyes saw that post and, um, you know, some of the things that she was saying, I mean, it, it you know, it was kind of funny. But I mean, she she brought up a point, and a lot of people chimed in, and that kind of got a lot of people talking about it again. And I noticed you said some things about it as well, right? Um, mm-hmm. If you wouldn't mind, like sharing your views just on that topic, like for the people who can't see the screen, it says men really out here wanting polygamy relationships with only monogamy money. Right. 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 Before I answer that, I, I wanted to make note to say one thing before I started. Um, I wanted to give you your props for your professionalism. I enjoyed the intro um, and, and how you're doing it. You know, I've been on a lot of podcasts. I've been, you know, I travel quite a bit. And um, the way that you're doing it, the way that you're bringing it, the feel of professionalism, I enjoy And um, I appreciate it. Gratitude, brother. You know, the fact that you're taking time to do things in a way that um, puts the moors in a positive light. It it comes off very professional in the way you handle it. Gratitude, brother. That's that's what we strive to do. Gratitude. Um, So to to get into what you asked, it's it's always interesting to me how the divine works. Mm -hmm. And when we see conversations that began to heat up, right? We see momentum. If you pay attention to over the past, um, let's say five to seven years specifically, there have been a 
a volcano interrupt, eruption of conversations about polygamy. Just mass amounts of conversations. Um, everywhere you turn, all over social media, right? Prior to then, you didn't see it. You know, not as much, right? Um, you didn't see the uh, people constantly talking about it. You would see people who were proponents of it bringing, bringing it up, right? Yeah. But as uh, my elders told me, and, you know, as uh, the Emir Tashri Bey always says, you rise how you fail. You rise how you fail. Now, understanding um, esoteric astrology also helps to understand exactly what that means. But you can also put it in a basic life form. If anyone walks and they trips and they falls to the ground, uh-huh. you get up how you fail, meaning your feet touch the ground and become planted first. Then you raise up and then the head goes back to the top and you're standing erect. If you understand that from a standpoint of, of astrology and you understand the esoteric side of it, which deals with how we fail, okay, and the fall starts in Aries and culminates in Pisces. And I'm going around to get uh-huh. back to your point because that's kind of hard to, to help people to understand. So bear with me as it, sometimes it can be a little long-winded. Yeah. Um, but you start in Aries, you fall down, and you're on the ground in Pisces. And so that becomes how we understand ages. So now you go from Pisces back to Aquarius, back, 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 right? Yeah. So when you understand spiritual and and marital unions, then we understand that when we start looking at um, how we fail, it's because we left our relationship with Allah. We separated from that, right? Exactly. And we, the prophet talks about um, our estate. And our estate is the knowledge first that then puts us back into being inheritable, right? Through our actions. Uh-huh. But a part of what we lost was the secret science of mating. Definitely. Okay. And within yes. that science of mating, we lost how to commune and how to set the proper foundation uh, with our domestic units. And part of what's happened is that we don't understand where polygamy and the, the, the systems that operate under polygamy come from. Okay, But we've been in the system of monogamy. Well, what came right before monogamy was polygamy. So we're rising as we fail. And then there's systems that predate monogamy and polygamy, right? Polygyny is the, is the one that we're actually talking about. But polyandry predates polygyny and polyamory predates polygyny and polyandry, right? So okay. right now we're at ground level and we're raising up, which is why this conversation about polygamy is heating up the next conversation and we'll move back and we'll move back and we'll move back until we get into the natural fit of where everyone is supposed to be. If So what we're seeing is just this warming period where people are starting to see that there needs to be a conversation because what we've been doing isn't working. Yeah. 
And that's what we're experiencing on a mass level. Definitely. I, I hear that. I, I definitely want to come back to that, too, especially speaking about like the past forms. Um, some of the things that you hit on, though, um, makes me want to take this just in a, a, another di- direction real quick. Um, I saw another post, too, um, where you uh, said we always hear about toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. Right. But you spoke on divine masculinity. Yes. OK, well, you you weren't you weren't speaking about toxic masculinity. You were you were speaking on divine masculinity. Yes. And so, you know, from my my, um, you know, just perspective, like we always hear that. Right. You hear people talking about toxic masculinity all the time. Right. So could you please expound on what divine masculinity is? Yes. Yes. Great question. First, we need to put in the proper in the proper context that there's no such thing as toxic masculinity. It just, it, there's no such thing as it. See, there's only can be an absence of masculinity. But masculinity itself cannot be toxic or it's not masculinity. Yeah. We're, we're, we're dealing with words that are coming from um, people who are trying to sort out some things. And so they're invoking certain words and, you know, they're doing a lot of harm to, uh, the masculine in their search to empower the feminine, right? Yeah. So now they're trying to belittle the masculine in many ways, right? So we won't go into that, but we have to understand to- there's no such thing as toxic masculinity. It just doesn't exist. Yeah. There's an absence of masculinity. Exactly. Right. And when we understand whether it's the uh, the the laws of Tahuti or the hermetic principles, when we understand gender and correspondence and things like that, then we start getting into what when we're talking about divine masculinity and femininity is see uh-huh. masculinity um, is, is aggression. It's action. It's direction. It's pointed. When we then add the word divine, now we're talking about those same actions being a part of understanding the will of Allah. And people may call Allah by, you know, many, many nomins, uh, many interpretations, whatever that may be. But divine means to be a part of that and understanding the role of the masculine as it's understood through that lens. And what that looks like is uh, uh, the divine masculine shows up to protect, to provide and prepare. Uh That's what the masculine shows up to do. Yeah. So he, the masculine brings order and he brings preparation for the future. And then within that order, that order is set up for the protection and the maintenance of the divine feminine. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So in, in a lot of ways, you know, um, people aren't even really able to see masculine males. Um, you know, some people don't really experience that having those types of um, figures in their life growing up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you have a lot of people that are that have been emasculated. Mm-hmm. Right. So people don't even really know what masculinity is now. Mm-hmm. And now you have people trying to, like, weaponize this phrase, you know, mm-hmm. toxic masculinity. Like, well, what is that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. What we find is that because one one thing 
a sister taught me a few years ago and uh, she corrected or helped me, I should say, understand something uh -huh. uh, about what's going on with the feminine right now. Yeah. And what she said is that when we understand what's going on is that the feminine um, has been relegated to a fourth and fifth class citizen within many nations for a long time. Yeah. Right now, what we're dealing with is the overcorrection before the correction. Yeah. And what that looks like is if you're navigating um, a conveyance, right? Uh -huh. You're going down the street, highway, byway, whatever. Yeah. And you see a pothole or a dead animal, right? The first thing you do is overcorrect, meaning that you swerve hard. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. That's the first reaction is an overcorrection. Yeah. Because of panic. Right? Uh-huh. You overcorrect, you go way off course just to then actually correct and come back on true course. Yeah. That's what we're dealing with with the feminine right now. Because of this fight or flight response, they're doing an overcorrection. Yeah. And, and if I could add one thing to that, um, like if, if anyone has just been paying attention, you know, the last decade or so, you'll see within um, within the media, within the movies and the TV shows, it's obvious that there's like, you know, internationally. There's um there's a, a program that's being put forth for everybody to understand, like the rise of the feminine energy. You see all of these um, um, female heroes now and just everything, you know, that's that's what everything's being geared towards. Right. The, the rise of that feminine energy. And so that's that's what time it is, you know. And then, I mean, you had a Me Too movement and all that stuff. But those are just like, you know, um, different iterations of what's actually occurring. Mm hmm. Yeah, you're going to, um, as we move uh, towards the rebalancing of the, the masculine and feminine, again, we're going through an overcorrection. Yeah. And until, and we'll, it'll take a while to get through the overcorrection. Yeah. So, you know, as we understand this, then we see that um, this is why many people, many women, uh, see their sexuality um, and think that sexual power is over-sexualizing themselves. And that's power, right? Yeah. That's an overcorrection, uh -huh. right? Nobody in their right mind thinks would think that, Yeah, right? But again, we're dealing with a fight or flight response from the feminine. Exactly. They're, they're trying to gain power. So they're throwing every punch that they can, trying to find balance and trying to say, hear me. Yeah. Right? That's really what, what's happening. So as we go through this, then they want to then dominate the masculine because now they want you to feel their pain, right? Uh -huh. Which is the same thing that happens when you get into certain situations with your Moabitis. They want you to understand what they're going through. They don't, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> don't, don't grab me. Don't hold me. Let me be free. Yeah. Right. And so exploitation within that, that realm of freedom is what happens first. Yeah, you know, it's like the the child who, you know, leaves home and has been under a certain religious or or type of thumb that they don't agree with. They go buck wild for a minute. Oh yeah, and that's yeah. what we're dealing with with the feminine. Uh huh. 
eventually they'll correct it because they'll see that it's doing the totality of it is harm yeah. and more rele- relegation. Right. And so then they'll correct it. They'll uh-huh. go to the, the true course. Yeah. Yeah. So we, yeah, definitely. I think we can all see that occurring right now, you know, just like what you said. Um, that's why you had the songs like WAP and things of that nature, you know, being pushed hardcore, right? We can all see that occurring. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's on one end, it's sad, you know, that people are getting caught up in that and it's being mm-hmm. pushed to the children. But on the other end, you know, it's kind of like with what you're explaining, it's, it's like allowing people to peep game, peep what's really going on so that you don't mm-hmm. get caught up in, 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 um, you know, this program, mm-hmm. basically. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then going all the way, all the way to the left, you know, to um to she make a point. Her, her, her inner <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's that's wild. Um, you know, that, that kind of leads into a, uh, another thing I wanted to speak about too. Yes. Um um, yeah, so with the thing, you know, with the toxic masculinity on the other end, okay. You also have like nowadays you have a lot of people, um, I guess you could say video bloggers and just people online, period, in general. They're on the other side talking about women, toxic women, you know, so it's it's toxic women and vice versa. And you even have like there's even like this quasi movement out there where you have men that just complain about um, so-called black women, Asiatic women. But, you know, they're, they're complaining about the women and American women and um I mean, you have guys who are like really popular. They have like, you know, thousands mm-hmm. and thousands yeah. of subscribers. And that's all they do is complain about the women and go in about them. And and it's it's kind of crazy. Um, you know, uh, you you had a post um, that really hit that nail on the head. I want to share the screen real quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, just bear with me a minute. Yeah, that's good. All right. Okay, here we go. Yeah, so you you had a post that summed it. All of these people online complaining, yeah, the women complaining about the men and vice versa. And and it's all negative, right? And this was just real simple and to the point, right? You used to talk about the type of women you didn't want all the time, and that's exactly what you got. And people are not missing that. They, you know, people that are having issues with the opposite sex, they're listening to these people mm-hmm. that are just saying the same thing that I guess makes them feel comfortable. You know, complaining about mm-hmm. these issues, and that you know, this is like a comfort level that they're listening to these people all over again, and they're having the same problems. And always. Try to keep it as simple as possible and, and getting people to understand the, the power of words. And, and since most people come from um, a Christian background, per se, as we'll call it, or even um, an Islamic uh, background, which, you know, we understand the Quran of Mecca, 85% is the same text that we find in the Biblios Helio text, right? So in John 1 1, um, it starts out by saying that in the beginning was the word. And it says, and the word was with God. 
And then it says, and the word was God, right? Now, we could also look at Genesis 1, 1 through 3, um, where it speaks about the process of creation. And the words it says is that, and God said, let there be. The key there is God said. Because in John 1, 1, it told you what was in the beginning, right? And then in Genesis, it told you the same thing. God said. It never said that there was a hand movement that took place. It said God said. And then those things came to be. And so understanding that, we have to understand that how we see things, how we talk about things, the, our perception of things is very, very important. And the words that we continue to use when it comes to things become very, very important. They become what invokes. They, it, it literally becomes your reality. And I'm going to take you to um, this aspect of the Quran, the Holy Quran of the Morley, um, Morris Holy Temple of Science. And in chapter two, um, it goes into to, uh, Mary and Elizabeth and so on and so forth, right? But the word that I want to take you to is the word Judah, where it speaks about um, Elizabeth and um, John being in the Judean hills. And when you metaphysically break that down, what the Judean hills represent, the Judean hills represent an aspect, well, not even an aspect, they represent prayer, okay? And you'll see that, where is it at? Number four. Now, Joseph, Mary, and their sons were down in Egypt and Zone, and John was with his mother in the Judean hills. Now, I want people to really pay attention to that, Judean hills, because metaphysically, when you look up, when you understand Judah, Judah represents prayer, but it represents a type of prayer. It represents a jubilant prayer. And what that jubilant prayer goes back into how you tap into and have conversations with the divine. It, and when you get into understanding the metaphysics of Judah, it deals with how uh, the jubilance and the gratitude of what you have opens up the sixth and the second seventh chakra and allows for the conversation with the divine and for things to be invoked into your life. Whatever you are talking about the most is turning that wheel. And I'm using it in reference to prayer, but this is also in reference to everyday communication. How you're doing those things, what you're talking about makes a major difference. And if you break down the whole one through four, it's an amazing passage metaphysically. What the prophet prepared for us, um, we have still yet to completely understand. 
But when you start getting into the metaphysical aspects of what's being said, then you understand what John 1, 1 says, what Genesis 1 through 3 says, what chapter 2, um, verse 4 says here. So when I was talking about, I want a woman who, you know, she knows her, you know, she, I don't want no insecure woman and, you know, I ain't going to be dealing with no woman with no crazy mouth and this and that. That's all I kept getting. Yep. Because I was passionate about it. Yeah. I'm I'm tapping into my six and seven chakra. I'm uh-huh. passionate. Yeah. You add in the fire to it. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. But then yeah. when I'm talking about, you know, what I want, they say, Rob, what do you want? Well, I ain't dealing. They didn't ask me what I didn't, but my train of thought. <laughs> yeah. Was to be jubilant uh-huh. about what I didn't want. Yeah. And the universe does not make a differential between what you it, it's what are you saying here? What where's your concentration? Yeah. Where's it at? Uh-huh. That's what that's where your reward is at. Islam. And that's what that's- I was rewarded. A bunch of mess. <laughs> <laughs> Where wherever we putting our focus exactly. towards. And then when you add that that energy and motion, that emotion to your focus, mm-hmm. yes, you you're you're manifesting. That's how you're creating in the physical. So yeah, man. Um, you know, uh, for the people watching, you really have to tighten up your thoughts. We all do. We have to tighten up our thoughts, thoughts, deeds, and actions, and um, you know, what we're putting our energy towards, our emotions, and um, you know, really what we're entertaining on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, not even realizing that we're, we're creating our own heaven or hell. Indeed. And it's all a state of mind. Indeed. Always. Indeed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was a powerful measure that you shared, man. I'm I'm glad you said that. Um, that also brings up another point too. Um just, just looking at a, another post that you had made. Um speaking about polygamy, um, just looking at some of the comments on here, and that's just not a, an attack or knocking anybody at all. This is not like uh, we're not um, speaking on anyone personally, but just looking at some of the comments, right? Speaking about polygamy, this post, um, you're kind of just speaking about the history, you know? Right. The Islam or, or Orthodox Islam, Sunni Islam, whatever is not the model for polygamy. And some of the comments are just letting you know where we're coming from, you know? Um, as a whole, when we approach the topic, uh, one of the comments is a lady saying, just be capable of impregnating them and let them starve. And I just wanted to point that out because um, this is what a lot of people, not that's why I'm saying it's not that person. That This is what a lot of people think of when they think of people practicing polygamy. This is what they see people doing today, you know? And like, no offense to anyone either. If, if if that's if you have you know a lot of children with different women, but a lot of people are looking at that and thinking that's polygamy. And that's really kind of just being sloppy, yes. you know, not being in control of your um, yes. desires. But you know, people are thinking about that and they're approaching it from that perspective. And so, of course, it's a you know huge turnoff to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did not. What happens is that. Um, it's, it can be very difficult for someone to be able to separate um, their emotions and feelings from facts. 
and history. So they will correlate the two as if they are supposed to be intertwined. And that's the furthest from the truth. The post is simple. It's irrefutable. It's just the facts. I didn't say what has to be done. I'm saying that simply understood that this form of union was not based on this particular religious group, that it predates that religious group and it existed in every part of the planet. That's just the fact. And it means that with there being other um, ways of doing it prior, that there is no one model that must be used for us to figure out how to restabilize our domestic unit. That it's that simple. It's not promoting negligence. It's just stating a historical fact because what happens is that many of these, and it mainly is sisters, unfortunately, um, because of their emotional state. If you look at the post that I made before that one, all the women agree, which is the post that speaks about the fact that numerically women do not outnumber men on the planet. So people who are continuously attempting to use that are not giving you the truth. Yeah. Right? No one had any negative to say about that uh -huh. because it supported or helped them with an argument. Yeah. Right? But they had an, an issue with the other facts because it doesn't. Yeah, okay. so I see what you're saying on that previous post. Um, yeah. One thing, though, that I, I would like to speak about the actual history, just um, yeah. from your perspective. Oh, yeah, yeah. Before yeah. we do that, I just wanted to say that, like, people are coming from this perspective where they're looking at, you know, men out here starting families, you know, mm -hmm. not planning families, just, you know, getting people pregnant, not being able to take care of them. And then that's why you have these posts that go viral. You know, where people are cracking jokes and saying, yes, you know, you yes. have to be able to make the money, you know, and I get it. Get what they, you know, because they, they want the men to be able to support them. And, right. you know, I, I get that. Not knocking right. that either, but just saying that's where it's coming from, you know. And so um, to bring this back, you know, just to get to the science. OK. Yes. Um, please, from your perspective um, and enlighten us um it's found on what polygamy looks like from a broader historical perspective okay so let's go back to the origin of of the systems so that we can come forward so that people can understand how it developed everything developed the systems originate under the ancient matriarchy the what people mainly will call the ancient matriarch. The first system was polyamory. Now, the system of polyamory, and again, do not take modern doctrines, modern mindsets into history. Because what's called polyamory today 
is not ancient polyamory. Okay, we're talking about um, a heightened spiritual sense that does not exist today. The, a, a type of responsibility that does not exist today. Okay, so under the ancient matriarchate, you had polyamory. Now, what that looked like was you would have different tribes, as we would call them today. What they were called back then would be more in line with totems. This come. This is where you get the totem pole. The totem represented the clan or the tribe, the lineage. This also becomes the name, your your uh, your last names, your your what would be called your family names. This also becomes the names of nation, tribes, cities, and streets. All comes from totemism. It becomes how we know sec sections of cities and things like this. This is under how totemism spread. Under the totem, you had the matriarch, which was the the great mother. And everyone within her totem was under her lineage. They did not procreate with each other. They within the women and the men would procreate with the opposite energy and other totems. The children always stayed with the mother. The father during those times did not partake in raising the children. He raised the children of his tribes, the males of his tribe. Okay. What that did is that none of them um, were obligated to each other in that way. That's, that's true polyamory. But it was for procreation um, purposes or creation purposes or invoking purposes. Okay. So then as we moved and things began to expand and there became more blends and things like this. It sounds like also it was to keep the gene pool kind of from getting stagnant. Mm -hmm. to, to keep the inheritance. And yes, to keep the gene pool from becoming stagnant and keep the inheritance. The, the wealth of the, of the kingdom of the tribe of the totem was invested within the, the women. Okay. This is where during those time periods, you would see artifacts in reference to uh, women and how important they were in the different tribes. Now, as things became bigger, wider, then different women within certain totem, within certain totems, tribes, nations, would then begin to marry men of other nations. And this is during the time where you're starting to see a manifestation of, of, the, of the wider spiritual fall because the spiritual fall happens even prior to this. But as we widen out for the sake of stopping wars and, and keeping the kingdom safe and keeping the lineage going, women would have multiple husbands. Not everything was sexual with each one of those husbands. Many of those husbands existed for the sake of um, creating um, relationships, 
for trades and things of this nature. Many of those marriages would take place based on stopping wars and, and women being able to mediate certain things, i.e. see Cleopatra. Okay. Now, as the wars continue to take, take hold of the world because the spiritual fall is becoming even more massive, the sons are now in a wider, um, or I say on a more massive scale, killing each other. And this is leaving the women unprotected. And so then the matriarch, and we must understand the matriarch, then moves towards polygyny. Because every woman inside of every tribe was to be accounted for, protected, and provided for. And even in those relationships, everything wasn't sexual. Yeah. If your brother was killed, slain in war, it was automatically understood to be his brother's responsibility to take care of her and the prodigy, progeny, excuse me. Yeah. That wasn't always sexual. She also would have the choice to not partake in it if there was someone else that she would want to be yoked to instead. But that choice came later in time. Because being single was not okay in ancient societies because they understood that single people would destroy a nation. Yeah. Being single was not allowed. Every man every woman, once they reached a certain age, had was given a spouse. And this this was um, still the world view. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say, well, it probably still is in other countries, but even yeah. here in the Americas, this is how we view things up until like, what, like 60 years ago, right? Like yes. the women, you know? Some women yes. still hear this from their elders, you know? Yes. You, you're not getting married yet, you know? Yes. Where's the yeah. children? Where's your husband? Because they understand that it's not okay. And that, you know, I mean, we can see the state of our domestic units to see how this is not working out. Yeah. Like, we'll, you know, that, that we don't even have to do a, a dialogue on that. We can literally look around us and see this yeah. new way of doing things ain't working out. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So they understood that women had to be protected at all at all costs because she's the foundation of the society. Right? She's the foundation. And without her you can't move on. Now if this goes on all over the world. All over the world this is taking place. Yeah. When we're talking about uh, Atlantis, Lemuria, Ikupta, uh, what is called Egypt, uh, Maruk is what we call Ethiopia now. That it was happening everywhere, all over the world, that these things were taking place. You'll even see that um, in a book called A Star in the West by Elias Benino. There's a page where he speaks about that one of the um, the chiefs 
the satchels, comes and he comes with his multiple wives. And this was happening in the Americas. A Star in the West is a book that explains the truth. I advise everyone listening to order that book. It's called A Star in the West. It's by Elias Benino. It's written in 1835. It's not not a modern book. It's written in 1835. Elias Benino goes on to be, I think it's the second president of the Confederacy. He's also was considered to be, um, you know, quote unquote, mixed breed. He's also the person who has a hand, um, um, if I remember correctly, in the Dow's row, um, possibly the Dow's row. Um, but he ends up also doing some sellout stuff, too. You know, he was a person with a mixed heart. But that book, that book will... Um, enlighten people in such a way that it's just it's just undisputable information in there that, that will help. But in there, he speaks about one of the satchels, the chiefs, coming to a meeting with his multiple wives. This is here. Can't hear you, brother. Sorry about that. Yeah, I was just agreeing. I, I haven't read that part in the book yet, but um, there's definitely a lot of gems in there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. That 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 is a a beautiful, beautiful book. And you know, it talks about it. You know, talks about who we were, talks about the complexion, talks about our spirituality, um, all of that. Yes, that's that's my yeah, I've got that highlighted on my page right there. Yes. So he um, he speaks about it there. So we see that this was happening worldwide. Now, when we get to the Islamic model, okay, that begins to dominate the world, then that's one model that was there. Now, we also have to understand that in ancient societies, not every man... Um, or every woman just automatically was allowed to procreate. You have to pass your rites of passage to be accepted as a man or woman in the tribe. You having a penis or vagina or being able to excrete semen or having uh, a monthly cycle did not make you a woman in ancient societies. So it was different. So when the Islamic model comes, then we start looking at you know, some of the reasons why, you know, that model dominates. Well, part of that is because the religion dominates the world. But we also find that you have the same structure inside of um, the Bible. Every single man after Adam up until the New Testament had multiple spouses. And there's not one passage within there that speaks about um, God, Allah, Jehovah, whatever, wanting to um, reprimand them for that practice. It just doesn't exist. The only passage that speaks about um, a man having one wife is when it speaks of um, the, um, the person who's the head of uh, the church or what have you. 
And that's based on the fact that that person has so many responsibilities that trying to have those responsibilities and multiple uh, mistresses would be a, a very tough obligation and you wouldn't be able to meet their needs. So the high priest is instructed to have one wife, not everyone else, a high priest. And it's very specific in that scripture when it speaks about the high priest being the one who is supposed to have one wife. Can't hear you, brother. Yeah, apologize for that again. Man, gratitude, brother. Um, just want to thank you for, you know, just running through briefly through, um, like, you know, a historical perspective and bringing us up kind of to modern times, right? Because for the most part, when, when you think about polygamy, it's coming from an Islamic perspective. There's some different sects, I guess, like the Mormons, you know, mm -hmm. they practice it here too. But for the most part, people are thinking about, you know, Islamic perspective, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I knew a brother from Ghana. He was telling me how you can have as many wives as you want over there, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so this is usually what people are thinking of. And, um, you know, just, you know, removing all the sensationalism from it, you know, just giving the practical reasons for it, you know, why, why it was necessary. Now, that makes sense. Um, just um, if, if you wouldn't mind sharing your thoughts and views on how it could work or if it even is realistic for people um, just in general for, for, um, you know, the so-called African-Americans. Okay. Moorish Americans. Uh, great question. Today. Um, it's not a logical solution based on the people because, and I was just sharing this with the sister uh, on her post and I told her, I said, both men and women have a, an agreement or disagreement about polygamy for the exact same reason. Base, both of the reasons are lower nature. So men will say, I agree with polygamy because I should be able to spread my seed or I should be able to have multiple women to have sex with. And, you know, one woman can... Uh, can't one woman can't fulfill me and things of this nature. Women will say, I don't agree with polygamy because I don't want to share my man, my man, and I don't want to share a penis. Both responses have to do with with sex. Yeah. Which shows you that that thinking process and pattern is would pollute the situation. Because you see all the images such as, that one is milder, but you see the, the images where um, everyone shows it from a sexual perspective. Oh, yeah. You know, the two women in bed with one man, which has uh -huh. nothing to do with polygamy. Yeah. Right? Um, all these different things, and that becomes an issue. Okay? The way that um, polygyny, specifically, would need to be done in order to be successful, especially today, would have to be done through astrology. And a person would have to understand um, how to, a man would have to understand how to truly direct and manage feminine energy, including his own. Yeah. Because one, 
polygamy, poly polygyny starts as monogamy. That's a very important aspect of it. It starts as monogamy. And that's the part that people don't want to talk about, right? People don't yeah. want to understand that before you get to polygamy, polygyny specifically, you're monogamous. There has to be a base foundation for that situation to grow up, to grow from. And without that foundation, it eventually crumbles every time. Because if the foundational masculine and feminine energy are not in sync, they are not able and will not be able to sustain the incoming feminine energy. And that could tear the whole situation down. In, in almost all situations, the if the if the feminine, if the woman, if the mistress, the, the mistress of the home. And I don't use the word wife because the word wife has a very negative connotation or excuse me, denotation. Yeah. Um, so I don't use it. I use the word mistress because mistress means the head of the house. They mm -hmm. just got us speaking backwards. Okay. Um, but if the original mistress, she always had a huge amount of say on who the other incoming mistress would be. And in many cases, she picked the mistress. Now she took in consideration the um, the husband's likes, dislikes, what he's attracted to, but it was her choice. And specifically, it was because she was the one who they had to work together more closely than anybody else. Uh-huh, yeah. And so if that relationship is not good, then everything is destroyed. See, a man could be in a polygynous situation. He could be completely in sync with both women, but the women be out of sync with each other and it fails. You would have a better chance of the women being in sync with each other and the women being out of sync with the man and it being able to survive. Uh-huh. Because that, that energy yep. will destroy the jealousy, the envy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. If you can remove that aspect, then polygyny works. If you can remove jealousy and envy, then polygyny has a huge, a, a much huger chance of, of being sustainable. And so that's why the women had so much say in it. Today, the men are just wanting to go out and say, oh, I like her. She has a big booty. I yeah. wonder what does she do? <laughs> yeah and let's invite her to our to dinner right and that's just not how it works if you want to sustain it understanding that if you have a woman who let's say is a leo moon uh -huh. because of her need to be first adorned respected honored it's going to be difficult for her to be in a polygynous situation in order for her to even remotely survive in it she would have to be the first mistress because she always needs to feel honored and you know things of this nature right you see when i'm dealing with charts most people with venus or or the moon in gemini aquarius they generally can 
deal with uh, polygyny on a very on a very um, a good scale because they have an ability to compartmentalize, right? That ability to compartmentalize and still treat everyone fairly is where that Gemini ability comes in. A person who has a Venus or Moon in Pisces could possibly do polygyny. A person who has, let's say, a Venus <clears throat> in um, Capricorn or Moon in Capricorn to do it, but they, they have to be in a certain position to do it. All these things play a part, and this is the information that our ancestors would use to ascertain who to do what with, who to procreate with. They use astrology and astronomy. And so, like, definitely people aren't even looking at it from that perspective, man. You know, e even some of the people who are, you know, I guess you could say who are into information and looking into astrology. So many people aren't even looking into that aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And there's no way that they're setting themselves up to succeed. You, you will find that eventually those things just break down. Yeah. They'll be successful for a while because the people wanted to be successful. But it's like anything else. You know, a house uh, built on sand will eventually sink. Yeah. Yeah. Just it's how it goes. Uh-huh. You have to you have to have an anchor somewhere. You have to have a foundation somewhere. So even if you're building a house on a on sand, they drill down into a solid foundation so that it yeah. doesn't sink. And it seems like that foundation needs to be within. Um, you can't be looking at this as a way to fix your your de your desires or your needs. You know, mm -hmm. escaping from something. Well, none of my relationships are working out. Maybe this will mm -hmm. this will satisfy me. It's mm -hmm. not going to happen. Mm -hmm. There's right. no way. You, yes, where you start it from um, will be you know a big part of how it goes. Um, if a man is not in control of his lower nature. If he's still heavily masturbating, watching porn, um, uh, you know, using, uh, sleeping uh, with a lot of women, you know, lacks self-control, uh, does not manage uh, finances or, you know, well, um, does not, you know, make plans well, does not, you know, if, if those are principles that have to be intact prior. Yeah. Polygyny is not for your growth. You know what I mean? Like, you don't <laughs> go into a polygamous situation and then say, oh, I grew a better leader as a man. Yeah. That's not going to work. Uh huh. That's why monogamy is the foundation. Yeah. And, there, you know, people just simply aren't talking about that part. Monogamy is the foundation. Yeah. So it sounds like if you if you can't make that work, there's no way you can make this work. And, um, you know, um, what you were describing before, where you were just um, saying, you know, if you addicted to porn and all this stuff, I mean, you know, um, it these, unfortunately, this describes like a lot of us. This is what's been pushed on us. Mm -hmm. And it's the mind state where a lot of us are at, mm -hmm. you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, if you're having problems, um, with starting a bunch of children out of wedlock or whatever we're doing, mm -hmm. it's not working out. 
-hmm. You're just going to bring those problems into a whole new situation Mm -hmm. and it's Mm going to be magnified times. It's going to seem like times 10. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And these are mistakes that I've made. You know, so, you know, I want to be clear, you know, I've made a whole lot of mistakes. None of us, none of us without. Yeah. 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 So and I say that because, you know, people can have this tendency to assume that when you're speaking, you haven't made the error. No, most people who are speaking are speaking because they did make the error. Yes. They're trying to get you to understand how this doesn't work out. So within all the errors that I made, understanding, you know, certain things and being able to look back and say, oh, I get it. Okay, this is, oh, this is why. Got it. And now, you know, as I look at, you know, everything, as I look at what's happening and I see our state and after traveling, you know, talking to the Moors and, and building with Moors for so long, you can see what a lot of the issues are and mm-hmm. why it won't work. The truth is that most of the men who are coming into the one aspect of the Moore's Divine National Movement are okay. coming in based on problems in their life. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is where you have a lot of the, the element of you know people who had a lot of issues with crime and been to jail Excuse me. Or they're trying to flee away from paying something and then they find the information. But yeah. they're not getting into the spiritual aspect. These are the people who you see who only tote the Black's Law Dictionary. Yeah. And speak nothing of anything dealing with the prophet, yet they're part of the Moore's Divine National Movement, never read the Quran, never nothing. Yeah. Right. But these are people who also will talk about polygamy. Uh-huh. Well, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Right. And and just to add to that with what the brother's saying, um, you know, you, you can't leave this aspect of it out. Um, when you really get in and study the prophet, you see that he hit on economics so much. Mm-hmm. You know, he he literally said, right, without taking care of our, our economics needs, we can't even realize, you know, our, our true spiritual greatness. We we can't we can't realize our full potential. So that was a big part of it. But when you look at that Quran, um, the first thing it does, it, it gets you to start working on yourself. You can't leave that part out. Mm-hmm. We can't. Mm-hmm. We can't realize um, your potential, your greatness. So, you know, um, none of us are perfect. Um, definitely, if anything that was said, you know, seems like it was an attack. Nobody's attacking anyone. Some of these things are like me speaking about my own, you know, my own self, my own um, mistakes mm-hmm. or not even mistakes, just things that I've done because, you know, man must walk through all the different trials of life. So, um, you know, we're just working on ourselves, constantly Mm -hmm. working to perfect ourselves, to build the temple of perfected man. Mm -hmm. And um, when we try to skip around that portion, there's nothing that we run towards that's going to fix it Mm -hmm. because it always comes back to self. Always. You, you can't, um, it's it's not possible, you know, even understanding know thyself, you know, um, do we understand uh, what I self law and master is? Do we understand those symbols? Can we work those symbols, you see, um, with I self law and master? And we we have to get there like we're, we're um, I get it. 
you know, because all of us want a mate, right? Um, but if you, if we keep rushing into things that we're not ready for, we just destroy the road on the way. We cause ourselves so much harm, you know, just as we have the men who are coming in based off of certain elements. We're also having women who are coming in based off of certain elements. And those elements aren't looking, you know, any better. A lot of the, the women, are, you know, are coming in, you know, not wanting to uh, understand how a working order of a household or taking care of certain things within uh, the domestic order or wanting to do their own thing. Many of them don't have control of their sexual energy. So, you know, we have to start there. You know, we have to get ourselves together in order uh, to be able to sustain our domestic units. And if we don't start building on it now, you know, then 15 years, 10 years from now, we'll look back and it still will be out of order. And so will our children. And, and that's where we're at. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I agree with you there, brother. And um, yeah, um, I, I really don't have anything else to add to that. I appreciate you. Um, is there any last words that you would like to add um, just on this topic or any advice out there? I guess you could say for for anyone um, from all backgrounds who are, you know, here because they're, they're looking at the title polygamy. They want to um, just if you could summarize or add any last words, please. I appreciate that. The big the big thing with um polygamy is to understand what works for you and the truth about who you are. Not every man is supposed to be um, polygamous or deal with polyandry or excuse me, polygyny. Most men are not supposed to. The majority of the men who are speaking about it aren't necessarily the ones who are supposed to be totally inclined to do it. There has to be a certain sense of leadership and there has to be a certain sense of peace and the ability to work together. If a man is coming at it from the angle of sex, you have to disregard him. You have to immediately move him off the subject because he's not, he's not ready. Immediately, if a man speaks about sex, then you have to understand that he's not there yet. The discussion of sex in polygyny is it's like um, having a conversation about the need for water in your body. You know you need water. You know you're going to drink some. We don't need to talk about sex within polygyny because we know that if there's multiple spouses, the sex is the sex is the given. That's not has nothing to do. So there's no need for it. But when people bring up certain subjects first or the need to have that conversation, then you know that there's an issue there. Yeah. Right. The man should be speaking about it based on building an estate, a foundation, a lineage, a legacy, and how that works. A man has to show a working order of astrology and astronomy to be able to really understand how to deal with the feminine. If he doesn't know that, he needs to show a working um, a working order of gender. Does he understand gender? 
how the masculine and feminine work and, and balance each other out. If a man does not present this, if a man doesn't present the understanding of this, then he's not qualified. It doesn't have to go to talking about sex. Many women, if they're talking to these men, you can simply ask them how to how would you manage, you know, feminine energy? What does that look like? What does that work look like? What what is that? What do you want the other woman to come in and do? <laughs> yeah. What what yeah. is it that you need her to do? Does he stutter? Does he have a clear pathway? Does he know your strengths? Does he know why it would be good for you to have a sister wife? Does he know why? Does he know where you're weak at and where another woman can help build strength within the household? Does he know? See, we don't have to talk about sex. Yeah. We can just talk about, let's talk about polygyny. Okay, cool. Let, you know, have the conversation. Don't be afraid of it. Let him disqualify himself. Yeah. But what, what are your business plans? Right. Are you guys homeschooling? You need help with this? We're going to raise all these children together and right. homeschool and do it's right. like, yeah, exactly. yeah. So I mean, what is it? You know, what what astrology sign do you think would be best? What do what type of Venus? You know, what what is it? So this is where we have to go in order for men to step up to be ready for it. Yeah. Right. You know, you um, we can't just keep throwing it out here to our women. I'll be honest with you. And I'll, I'll close on this. I did a, um, uh, I took a, talked to about 15, 20 women about five years ago. And I talked to all of them um, about uh, polygyny. And out of the, let's say 15 that I spoke with, and I just random, I just went to people on my friends list who I would see their posts. And I'd be like, yeah, hey, let me holler at you. Let me talk to you about something. And I just talked to them, just asked them their thoughts. Yeah. Out of the 15 women, how many would you think said that they were four out of the 15? I mean, maybe, I guess, depending on um, where they're coming from, you know, I guess if they're conscious, maybe half of them. Okay. That's a good number. Okay. So out of 15, 12 said they were four. <laughs> okay. And I bring it up for a reason. Yeah. 12 said they were for it. One, specifically one said, two and two of them said they weren't. And one said, um, you know, didn't want to tip for tapping. Uh-huh. Here's what I tell men. The reason that polygyny won't work is because of us. Yeah. Not the women. Yeah. The women are okay with it if you're up front. Most women would say yes. But the men lack the courage to be up front. They lack the structure. Lack the structure. Yes. They lack the resources. Uh-huh. And they lack the sense of direction that would make the feminine comfortable in your leadership. See, you could, even if you don't have a whole lot, right? You don't have a whole lot. You may not financially even be able to support both women. But if a woman believes in your leadership and your direction, she'll still go with it because she understands that there's a there's a destiny here, and I trust you. Yeah. But because she, these women don't trust us, that's the issue. Twelve out of fifteen, and if I did the poll now, yeah, if I did a hundred women, I'm sure seventy five percent would say okay. 
I'm sure of it. I talk to women about it all the time. Most women who, who I talk to just randomly, the issue is that men aren't up front and men don't have the leadership ability and men show a very a lack of ability to control their sexual nature. So why would they trust you? Yeah. The men are the issue in this particular situation. Even the women who I don't want to share a man, they would do it. Yeah. They just don't trust you. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I I um I want to add to that. Um just when when you were speaking about um just um speaking about the historical perspective, you know, going from all the way from Lemuria and Atlantis on up to how it's practiced today. Um, that's what you see. I mean, there's a purpose. There's a reason for doing this. It's not just because I like you. Uh, she looks high. I want to sleep with her. It's not. It's not like that. There's a reason, right? You you got p- people with children. Husband died. You're coming to protect them or bring them up under your wing, right? So they're not out there vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Children aren't out there vulnerable. Um, there's structure. There's law. There's law and order. And then a lot of people don't want that. Mm-hmm. They don't want Never law mind. and order. They don't want structure. Mm-hmm. They think they can get in here and just wing it and do their own thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, no woman with any real sense is mm-hmm. going to go for that. Because that's what they look for from men, as you said, like leadership. That's part of leadership. Right. Having that structure, being able to provide. So that, like you were saying, even if you don't have a lot of means, at least you have a plan to get it, to secure right. the resources that mm-hmm. you need. And Correct. so, you know, if we have, um, you know, like I, I was speaking about Ghana earlier, you know, they have a community, they have a whole nation, mm-hmm. right? So we have communities that we don't even have control of. We don't own the real estate. We're mm-hmm. renting, you know, we don't own the businesses in there. You don't really have a community. You just, you just reside there, you know, mm-hmm. and so you, you can't provide that. So at least have a plan mm-hmm. to get to that point. You know, and so that's what men need to realize. We all need to realize, like, we have to step up to the plate. You can't skip around. You can't. There's no way around it. You know, if you were coming with that game plan, okay, we're going to put this money aside. We're going to start buying the block back. You'd be surprised how many would be ready to get on board. You come in with Mm -hmm. the structure, you know, Mm -hmm. and ready to take over the block. Yeah. You don't even have to have the means, but you have the plan to get there. Mm-hmm. There's some who would be on board. Indeed. And that that needs to be the game plan, you know, that for the people, not not so that you can get as many women as possible, you, so mm-hmm. that you can actually gain control, at least of, of where you live at, gain control, get the resources right. that you need, you know. Right. And, yeah, definitely, I'm with you on that. Um, now, I appreciate you, brother. Um, yes, yeah, definitely. Everybody who's here, make sure you uh, like and share this. Also, want to share something else uh, real quick. Um, yeah. The brother's website. I want to pull this up briefly. Um, make sure you go and check out this brother's website. It's on the 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 description. So whether you're watching this or you're listening to the audio, go check out the website. It's rawspeaks.com. All right, and um, I believe you 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 um do you teach classes as well? Yes, there's a, um, for those who want to learn astrology, there's an astrology university there. Um, and in that astrology university, you know, there's um, videos and spreadsheets that are there. 
where you actually can learn astrology at your own pace. Um, and very low membership is $47 a month. Um, and I'm uploading video content every week, you know, sometimes two videos, sometimes four times, sometimes six. So it ends up being hundreds of videos there. Uh, there's also the consultations that are there and where you can go and, and set up um, natal chart consultations and things of this nature. Um, for everyone who um, would want to be, there's an event coming up in, in March called Orgasmic Bliss, the Art of Sacred Sexuality. And that event is March 25th through 27th. That event itself is going to be speaking about Tantra, is going to be speaking about uh, releasing trauma um, and things of this nature, um, how to um, come back in sacred union uh, with, you know, your spouse is going to deal with how um, certain uh, parts of the phallus and the vaginal canal are connected to organs and things of this nature. Um, so go to the web page. You can also just sign up to uh, be um, um, to register as a, uh, as a member or whatever. And there's four free, free videos that you get um, for just signing up. And those videos are about um, um, relationships, compatibility, how to understand compatibility and things of this nature. So it's a lot there and I'm going to be adding some more to the website things that, you know, so um, just go uh, sign up, you know, to subscribe, get the free videos. Um, and there's also a discount that you get if a person um, wants to get the subscription at the end of the four videos. There's actually a discount code that I give you if for your first sessions afterwards. So just go check it out. Go check it out. If you didn't looking for merits consultations with astrology, you know, get at me also because I do teach couples how to communicate, how to resolve issues through astrology. So it's, it's the same as going to a psychologist or whatever, but I use astrology to do the same work, which um, makes for a, a much deeper understanding of your mate and teaches you how to see them in a different light and not and how to not take things so personal. All right. Well, yeah, I definitely can see how that that would be like amazing. You know, that that could just take everything to the next level. So um, definitely go check out the brother's website, man. It was a pleasure having you on here. Um, you're always welcome to come back. If there's anything that you want to share. Um, just let me know anything that you want to speak on, man. It, it was a, this was a powerful build. And um, yes. I just ask that everybody watching this, make sure you click like and share. Um, also, if you haven't done so already, Make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube. Um, just hit that subscribe button and also um, click on the bell so you can get notifications. And um, also go to morezinamerica.com. That's the website. Make sure you share that. And um, I'm sure we'll be back on here again. Um, it was great. And uh, appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you. When you want me here, I'll be here. Just let me know. All right. We'll make it happen. Peace and love. All right. Peace and love.
All right, Moors, don't forget to go to moorsinamerica.com. Real easy to remember, moorsinamerica.com. Check out the articles on there. It's an amazing website that covers everything pertinent to the Moorish American paradigm. You definitely want to go there, bookmark this, share these articles, help spread and get this information out there because the only people that are talking about this, covering this, are us so this website was definitely built for Moors to get the real information out there to cut through all of the confusion and conflicting information coming from all different directions we're getting straight to it so this is moorsinamerica.com we have articles on our history current events and topics you definitely everybody wants i think all Moors should have this bookmarked and everybody should be sharing these articles so go there once again morrisinamerica.com we are also on social media um, we're on twitter as well as what well, we had the instagram page i would say save that instagram it was Moors in america just add Moors in america but also we're on facebook and we have a facebook group as well um, but just make sure you bookmark that webpage morrisinamerica.com everybody should have that saved on your phone on your computer everywhere and you can just fire those articles off to anybody you know that's even remotely interested in this information right and can hit them with some truth bombs also book coming soon so everybody needs to have this shared and I mean saved and um, also we're on Facebook if you're not in the Moors in America group on Facebook what are you waiting for it's a private group make sure you join that we are also <clears throat> on YouTube more than likely you're watching this on YouTube, but if not, make sure you go there. You can just search in the bar on YouTube for Moors in America 7. And then we're also on Twitter. That's just at Moors in America. Same thing on Everyone, make sure to go to 40daymastersystem.com to get an incredible system that's packed with power. You can listen to it from any device, phone, laptop, anything, right, that you can play MP3s on. There's audio. There's an audio book that you can listen to as well as neuro-linguistic programming that is designed to help you change your life. Check out these awesome real testimonials from real people all over the country as well as international. We have the United Kingdom on here. We have several states, the entire country covered. Real people have used this to improve their life, including me and my wife. We actually created this and we actually use this every year and we're living an incredible life and I just wanted to share this with everybody so make sure you go to 40daymastersystem.com it's really easy um, you can get it you can download it to your phone you can put it on your computer anywhere where you can play mp3 make sure to go to realtrafficmarketing.com our digital marketing agency can help you meet your goals we have a team of local digital marketing consultants and SEO experts based just outside of Columbus and we're eager to help your company achieve its goals we um, can help you rank higher on Google and just help you get in front of your clients no matter where they're at and at the right time when they're actually searching for you your product or service right we can